Okay. So again, we're on 23b at the bottom, and um, uh, we're in a, the middle of a debate. Um, usually, when you have two opinions, they're like pretty close that it's talking about the same thing. But over here, uh, on this particular Pusik, there are two opinions that it's not talking about the same thing at all. Um, so let's see. Name uh, a Let us say that the previous argument. Uh, really, we're going to get back to the end of the day, uh, the, the whole discussion is about the truma sedeshin, the removal of the ash. It doesn't look like a service. In other words, where you take something and you put it on a fire and it brings up a sweet smell, or you put incense, or you, even if it's the flower offering, all those things look like a Corbin. So you need a Kohen, you need to wear the clothes, but you take some ash off the Mizbeach, it doesn't look like a Corbin. Doesn't it's not so clear that, that is that an avoda? Is that a, is, is it usually like a service, a divine service? You have to have a kohen, and he has to wear all the clothes, and that's really the question: Is it uh, is the truma sedeshin uh, that does it fit in that category? If it does, by the way, it's very interesting that that's also an avoda, that not just the putting something for a sweet smell, but even, you know, cleaning up, that's also a... Uh, but it's not an argument in logic. I mean, it could be, but it's an argument in the verses. So uh, let's say that this discussion has to do... It really has to do with... Uh, if, you, if it's a service, you have to have your Kohen clothes. Without the Kohen clothes, the Kohen is not a Kohen. It's like with a... He has to be wearing... He's not doing the service unless he has the clothes. The Kohen has to do that? Pull out ashes? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh. Because uh, so um, that, I think I even mentioned there's been discussion today that we should do certain now that we have Jewish control over supposedly over uh, Yerushalayim in certain places, uh, uh, we should uh, be able to do certain things. And uh, we have the Kohanim, thank God. There is that discussion if our Kohanim, you know, after a thousand years, do we maybe we need some more proof that we're still Kohanim or not? But uh, the main question seems to be that we don't have the Kohen clothes. And even if you have a Kohen and you could assume our Kohanim, our Kohanim, uh, without the four garments, uh, then you can't uh, really proceed. And so there, um, that kind of explains, like I mentioned, why the, um, uh, there's all this research into getting the blue dye, because that, that'll solve some of the problem. But at any rate, uh, name it. Could, mm-hmm. It's interesting that in, in the way that the Gemara calls it, a truma sadeshin. I mean, truma is that which is elevated. So that it makes it sound like the Gemara has already decided that it is an avoda. That's a great point, Dr. Yaffe. That's uh, something that will... Uh, the, in other words, you're right. It doesn't say take out the garbage. <laughs> it doesn't say negative, clean. It says truma, like uplifting. So that almost sounds like we're weighing in. Very good. So, um, But at any rate, uh, we're going to start about nine lines up on the bottom of 23. It says you put the Kohen clothes on. What, what, it actually only mentions two clothes, uh, the pants and the shirt. Now, if it didn't mention that, I don't know if you thought you could go in the temple without a shirt. Like, you know, that would be not very, uh, very nice. You know, it wouldn't look like much of anything. But um, why does it say only mention the two? So we had a theory before. It only mentions two because you're not really doing the service. You just have to wear the minimum. But you don't have to wear your garter belt and you don't have to wear your turban and you don't have to do all that stuff. So he learns the word yilbosh is extra. Because, of course, that's what you do with clothing as you wear them. Lahavi mitznefes v'avnet laharama. Div Reb Yehuda. Reb Yehuda says 
that uh, it comes to teach you that the removal of the ashes is also an avoda, and you better put on the rest of your Kohen clothes too. That's Rabbi Yehuda. Whereas the other opinion says it's not coming to tell you that at all. It's a totally different halacha. It's coming to tell you that you can recycle Kohen Gadol clothes and use them for a plain Kohen. And again, that, there, it says clearly that on Yom Kippur that the co- special clothing made for the Kohen Gadol are one-time use only. So, uh, uh, or one Yom Kippur use only. So uh, the question was, can it say, all right, we know the Kohen Gadol can't wear them again, but can a regular Kohen wear them? So again, the, the argument is, it goes from Truma Sadeshin about the move of the ash to the recycling of Kohen Gadol clothes. Two totally different uh, ways to interpret this verse. Now, on the question of the Kohen Gadol clothes, so Omar Rav, stay true, i got two problems with that. Number one, It's not the same belt. It's a different belt. Uh, the Kohen Gadol belt had shatness in it. He said, the clothing that you wore for heavy-duty, super-duper Kohen Gadol Avoda on Yom Kippur, are you going to then wear it for holy light? It's less holy. You usually never go down in holiness. That's always the rule. You always got to improve. Uh, you, it's one thing, or at least hold your ground, but don't, don't, don't slide down. You always got to go up. So, so he says, what does it say Yilbosh for? So a new thing. Lerabos, as we turn the page, 24a at the top. Lerabos eseshkachim. To include, you can wear day-old clothes. They don't have to be new. Kohen clothes don't have to be new. You're allowed to wear Kohen clothes that are worn. Uh, again, it doesn't mean stained, and it doesn't mean torn. It just means a Kohen can wear worn clothes. They could have been worn, and then they can be dry cleaned. Rashi. That, mm-hmm. that, that's a support for that they could actually go down in Kedusha because you're wearing... Oh, no, 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 no. Just totally different... Uh, yeah, regular Kohen stuff. Yeah. Uh-huh. Really, really um, yeah, it's not teaching you that you can recycle Kohen Gutto clothes. It's just telling you that a regular Kohen can wear... Uh, the question is, we're talking... Well, the, the Pasuk is talking about a regular Kohen putting on clothes. So one view was, it's coming to tell you he can wear re- recycled Kohen Gutto clothes. But we had two questions on that. So he right. says, no, it's not coming for recycled Kohen Gutto clothes. It's just coming to tell you that he can wear washed regular clothes. Right. I see. Um, I see. Or, or well, well-worn. Or uh, right. what do they call it? About used, they're not used cars, but they're... Uh, um, vintage. vintage, right. So he can wear vintage clothes. Thank you. That was a good that's word. Not, is that what it is? It? Yeah, that's what they say. They won't use that word used. Like, you don't want to use that. It's so, vintage. That's what they call it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 So you. let's see. Uh, vintage Raj, clothes, vintage cars. Yeah. Vintage clothes. Shikshayim l'kol avoda. That you're allowed to wear them. Uh, what's the minimum? Avad shuhei mikurim. They can't be torn. If they're torn, forget it. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is consistent with what he said. And once we got into this discussion, we brought that down. Okay, uh, back to the Gemara. Um, Rashi's trying to explain why the Gemara now goes into the Yom Kippur, uh, goes back into the, uh, the, the clothing of the Kohen Gadol on Yom Kippur. And so we opened up the discussion, and so that's where Rashi says, Agav Greira. That's a famous thing, that when you open a discussion, once you mention it, we continue on. So uh, we, we said that clearly the Kohen Gadol can't re-wear them. That would be the best thing, is that he should just wear the same clothing next year. So because it says, Venicham uh, Sham, you place them there, Melamish Shetoin Geniza. You see 
that the Kohen Gadol can't wear them. So that means that they're, they're put away. Geniza usually means for good. Reb Dosa says, no, they could be worn by a Kohen Hejet. Ay, my time alone, Reb Yicham Sham, three lines from the top. What does it mean you put him there? Shiloh Yishtabesh Beham Yom Kippur Akha. For Yom Kippur, they can't be worn again. Each Yom Kippur has to be a new service. It's not been there, done that. Each, each year has to be, uh, it's another year. It's another, another, another year of life. You have to have a different, uh, uh, come from a different spot. So what's the argument? My love, behind the Marsavar Avodahi. So getting back to our question about the Truma Sedeshin, whether you got to wear all your Kohen clothes, so one view is it's Navoda, and then you got to your you need a coin close. Well, Mar Savar Lavavodahi, and the other view is that it's not a Navoda. So that's really what it boils down to: is to how do they look at the Truma Sedeshin? So the Mara says that might not be the debate. Kulialma, everybody could agree it's a Voda, and this is the argument. This is the argument. Mar Savar Svikikrelurubi. You need a uh, a pasuk. Um, to tell you that it's an avoda, but once you have the pasuk, you know that it's an avoda. Mar saver lo sri. So one mar So everybody agrees in the end that it is a avoda. The only question is whether you you needed a pasuk to tell you that. And if you don't, then the pasuk it could be used for something else. Uh, um, so and and if it's an avoda, then. Uh, then you would need all four Kohen clothes. Boy, Reb Avin, Truma Sedeshin Bekamba. All right, uh, let, let's assume it's an Avoda. How much, Ash, do you got to do? What's the minimum? What's the, what's the requirement? So he says, how much? Do we learn out from Truma Smicer? Uh, we find that word Truma by a Levi. So do we learn out the amount from there? Or do we learn out from the uh, uh, the truma of Midian. You find truma in a number of places. Um, o- over there, it's one in five hundred. So the Midian is—is it a big amount or a small amount? So Toshma, the tiny, So this is very unusual. Gemara says, "Is it this or this?" And the answer is, "It's neither. It's that." Apparently, because if it's a service, so there's a service to do a certain amount, a certain minimum. It's a, yeah, a just like when you eat a Corbin, you have to eat a Kazayas, or you oh, have to, do like, so what's the minimum to have done it? Yeah, but so, what, what, you did the minimum, and then there were still ashes in there, so that means it wouldn't be ready for the next day's uh, offering? Well, it sounds like it's, it's not just in order for the next day. You could leave the ash there and still just add wood on oh, top, or the, it's just like, a, it's a mitzvah, oh, like, um, to, to do... Um, that's why they call it Truma Deshin. Yeah. The, the word Truma is, like, part of the ashes. We had before it that there's another concept of hotza, like taking out the ash, right. but this is more like a ceremony. So the question is, what's the minimum needed? So again, what's unusual here is we say, is it this or this? And the answer is, it's neither, it's that. Uh, so Toshma, uh, um, let's start the question again. Boy, Revav, and Trumas Edeshim, how much? Do you learn now Trumas Meiser? That's usually a tenth. Oh, Trumas Midjin, one five hundredth. So Toshma, the Tani Rokia, Nemer Khan, Beherim, Nemer Lahulam Beherim. It says, uh, uses this word by the flower offering where the Kohen sticks his hand in and takes a kamitza. It says, Beherim, he lifts it up. So, Mylahal, and guess what? Just like over there, it's a handful. Afkan becomes, so here also, it's a handful. Wow. So, it's just a handful of ash. So, Rashi has a question. <laughs> it's a funny question. <laughs> the question is, how do you stick your hand into hot ash 
and do the handful. Very carefully. Very carefully. So he doesn't understand. Why would you... Let's take a quick look at the Rashi. That's a good question, isn't it? So... Um, how soon is this being done after the after the fire? Um, well, it, it was burning all night, and then you go in the morning. So there's some of the. There's probably still, there's probably still embers in there. There's probably still embers in there. That's what's bothering Rush. Let's see, Rush Toshma. Meharamas comets We learn out from the removal of the handful of flour. Lo yifkus ma'omed molechomets. When you do the ash. You should not have less than the handful amount. Now, what happens if you want to splurge and clean away a little more? You could do that. doesn't mean only a handful. It's, it's eligible. Now, he says, uh, why? It's not possible to stick your hand into hot coals. Uh, Rosechas yad of lichmos and do a handful in the. It doesn't actually mean a handful. It means the amount of the handful. And right, see when you do the flour, you're actually using a handful. Rashi is explaining over here. You're not using the hand for the ashes. We're just saying make sure you get at least that amount. On the shovel. On the shovel, right? right. That's right. That's the way Rashi uh, learns it. Okay. Omer Rav. Now. Uh, now this goes hand in hand with what we're discussing. That is, since the truma is an avoda, so what happens if a non kohen sneaks in there? So what's the penalty? So usually, if a non kohen does an avoda, the penalty is death. So now there's a real question: What if he didn't actually do an avoda? Uh, he, you know, he knew if you wake up early in the morning, not so many people around, and you could sneak in. Um, and we talked about this last week that they had this. Uh, non-Jew that uh, snuck into the Orthodox community in Yerushalayim. The, he was a big uh, missionary and he dressed like a Hasidic person and, oh, and right. with his wife and his kids and that, that was the whole subject last week and we, we talked about Beth Jacob had a person who snuck in uh, last year. So uh, what happens if somebody sneaks in as a Kohen? Yeah, people there that will go uh, try to sneak in to all, infiltrate all kinds of places. So Omar Rav, Arba Avod Azor Chai There are four things Four services that if a non-Kohen get does it, it's curtains for him. Number one, Zrika, if he tries to sprinkle the blood, Haktori, he does the incense, Venisaka Mayim, he pours the water, Venisakiyayin, or the wine. Uh, but uh, according to that, it doesn't list the Truma Sedeshin. Levi says, Af Truma Sedeshin. If he dares remove the ash, then, it's, then he's in trouble. The Kain Tani Levi Masnisa, in his version, he has that on the list. So now we're opening up just a little bit of a new debate. We're agreeing somewhat that you got to do the truma sedeshin, and we're agreeing you got to wear Kohen clothes. The question is, with the penalty for a non-Kohen who did it, would it be death or not? So we had two opinions. My time at Rav, where did Rav get his opinion that you don't do the death sentence because of this? Dixiv, Ato. And again, you don't just put somebody to death because you feel like it. You have to have an exact order from the Torah. That has to be clear in the verse. And, and not only that, we're commanded to try to find loopholes because we don't like to put people to death. You and your sons, you Aaron, and your children afterward. You will guard your kahuna. Make sure only kohanim get near the altar. And, and for when they come behind the curtain. And you will do the service. So kohanim have to make sure only kohanim uh, do the job. So when it mentions here as a votus matana 
etain eskunaskam, when you do your service of uh, putting things on the Mizbeach. It, it's interesting, the more is interpreting it as uh, an avoda of doing something, not an avoda of removing something. Hazar hakorev yumis, if a non-Kohen would dare come near, he's going to be curtains for him, he'll be killed. Avodas matana v'lo avodas siluk. But it's, it's only doing an avoda of doing positive, of adding, not an avoda uh, of removing. Let's see, Rashi. So, again, we're going to the source that a non-Kohen uh, uh, will be guilty of death for doing something. It, we're interpreting, if you look carefully at the verse, it's only when you do an avodas matana. It uses that word. It's when you do, uh, it's, uh, you do a positive thing. Rashi avodas matana. Sha'ata nosi, you put something on the altar. But not, you take something off. For example, if you take off ashes, that's not, it's when somebody goes and brings near, puts something on there. So we're going to throw the book at him if he's not a Kohen. How dare he? But if he just takes something off, even if he shouldn't, but that's not the, it's not the same thing. That's a voda silk. So it's interesting, by the way, we're saying, we're agreeing that Chuma Sedeshin is an avoda, but it's called a removal service, rather than a, uh, some people get to do the service where you put on, and some people can do the service where you take off. Vavadatem, avodatamba, and then there's one other drasha. It doesn't say avoda, it says avadatam. It adds like a, uses that, avodatama, it means a complete service. Volo avoda sheishach rehavoda and not a service that has something else afterwards. Um, in other words, if, it's, uh, if, you're in the, if he does something that's a, a partial service, but the, it's not complete, uh, then you also won't throw the book at him. Let's see, Rashi, Avodah Tama, Avodah Shigomeris. It's a service that completes the service. Umitamem, it finishes, it completes it. But not a middle job. If a non Kohen does Shkita or Kabbalah, you still need to do the Shpritz. That's the last blood service. Or burning is also. This also the pouring of the wine. In other words, a non Kohen can't complete the service. But if he just put his two cents in the middle, again, he's not supposed to, but the death sentence is reserved for those two things. So Rav has two drushes in the death sentence for a non-Kohen. One is it's only when it's a votus matana, a positive thing, and not a votus silic, not a negative, not removing. And two, it has to be a final service, not a middle service. Levi, he says now, Ribe Rachmana lekol He says the Torah seems to imply, according to him, he gets near that altar and his goose is cooked. <laughs> We're gonna, he says, anything to do with the altar, if he's a non-Kohen, the Torah is telling you he's going to be, um, uh, he's, he's in big trouble. He's done. Okay. So now let's see the two of them fight it out. Um, so again, we're having a debate between Rav and Levi whether the uh, penalty, death penalty for a non-Kohen, uh, are there exclusions? Rav learned, yeah, only for a positive thing and not a removal. And also only for a final service, not for a middle service. And uh, Levi says, no, everything. So now, uh, Varav, what does he do with Levi's Russia? Levi had, it says there's a riboy. A, a riboy means that there's an extra word that tells you to include things. So he had, uh, There is a one non-altar service. 
uh, that's where you do the seven spritzes inside. That's not actually going to the altar. That's done um, inside. So the question is, maybe since uh, that's a curtain service, you do it at the curtains. <laughs> so maybe the non-Kohen, if he did it, maybe it's only if a non-Kohen walks up the ramp and dares go over there. That's a death sentence. But if he just sprinkles at the curtains, maybe not. So he says that includes a curtain service. It's curtains for him. Uh, I don't know where that expression comes from, but uh, uh, let's see, Rashi. Sheba Zoshevnim, Shemaza ala prochis. That's where you spritz to the curtains. It's only certain things. It's very interesting. Again, why certain things you go to the altar and certain things get the curtains. Um, that has to do with the, if the court forgot something or made a mistake or, or the leader made a mistake on Yom Kippur. It's also the leper has that part, that service uh, where they go to the curtains. Uh, let's finish off the Rashi, uh, four lines. It says, It has nothing to do with the altar. So that's why the Torah includes it, because uh, it's, uh, it's not actually on the altar, uh, but therefore it comes to include it. That's, why, that's what Rav learns from that Pusik. So the truth is... La- mm-hmm. Yeah. Is, is uh, Lady also understanding that, um, that the, 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 the other avodas for a korban, like the shechita, the kabbalah, the halacha, those also have to be done by a, by a kohen and not by a czar? Um, that's what the Mishmeach. Correct. Correct. Well, right. He didn't have that. He didn't have that drusha. The question is if he has some other source for it. In other words, right. In other words, he would say that even a middle service, if a non kohen does it, he would get the death penalty. I, I believe so. Yeah, that was specific. Right. Uh, well, I don't know shkita. Shkita, we learn out from another source that it can be kosher with a non kohen. I believe. So, but uh, that, but this particular drusha was of Rav's. Rav darshan two things that it had to be uh, um, a positive and not a negative, and then also that it uh, had to be an end and not a middle. And, um, and uh, so then the problem was we had a reboy having to do, Levi said that, no, we learn anything on the altar, you're in trouble. What does Rav do with that? So Rav includes some even non-altar things, like this, the seven spritzes, and, uh, of the, and uh, the leper service, the, even though they're not on the Mizbeach, those are included. Now, Levi agrees to that, so how does he know it? If a Levi, midover, he learns that it could have said the thing, and it said koldover, anything, so it includes even, uh, so he, he comes to include that. Barav, dover, koldover, lodar, she doesn't learn that. Okay, now the Gemara has a general question. Um, again, we have the famous biblical rules about how to darshan a Pusik. Uh, called the Klalu Prat, a general specific. So the Gemara says, why don't we use that over here? Why don't we say, well, uh, so again, we're trying to determine the limitations on the death sentence here. Why don't we say, it says anything on the altar, that's a general word, anything. And then it says, a votus matana, a positive thing, that's specific. Uh, that's um, uh, uh, Prat. Klau prat. We have a rule when you have a general specific aim b'klal al ma'ishar prat. Avodas matan in avodas tilklo. I would have agreed uh, that said that a removal of the ashes it shouldn't uh, it, sh- it, sh- it should not get the death penalty. So that al makrat. As we turn the page, we have a pasuk. It says umibayis la parochus vavadatem al mibayis la parochus who davodas matana. No, it is true. Now we're coming out that we agree conceptually that in the Holy of Holies, that that service where you apply it, so there, it's only when you apply it, not for removing. But 
uh, services that are done the, not in the Holy of Holies, habachutz, afilo avodasilak. He says those things that are done outside, uh, not on the inner, uh, in the Holy of Holies, but those things that are done outside, those uh, you, um, you, we would include the removal of the ash. So then the Gemara says, nami. So uh, you should say also that a complete service, he buys the prochas who devoted tama only when you do the complete service, but not a service which has something after it, we shouldn't throw in the book at you. Habachutz, does that imply if you do something outside, even a service uh, that has something after it, uh, you're in trouble. So the Gemara says no. Then the Pasuk is, uh, tells you that no, even uh, a, partial, a middle service, you are liable. So what we just did uh, was we, uh, we, we looked at that verse and said, well, that's talking about the inner service. Does that imply that these rules don't apply to the outer service? So uh, it could be uh, they do, or it could be the outer service. The Pusik tells you from another place that even a middle service, you're in trouble. Okay, moving on. Next question. What about if you remove something in the Hechel? Uh, with something that removes, uh, would that be Lifni Medamile? Would it be the same as inside? Olachutz Medamile. So how do you look at it? So how do me buy? So if it, it, we learn out from one one room to another, so to speak. So the Gemara says, "Elamiyata." If that's true, that uh, just like there's like different rooms in the house, so to speak. You've got the inner room and the outer room. And if in the inner room you can't have a Kohen do it, a non-Kohen do it, and if he does it, he's in super trouble. So then in the outer room, it should be the same way. So the Gemara says, "Well, let's take that line of reasoning." If you have a non-Kohen, put the bread on the table, that's in the outer room, and uh, you should throw the book at him. So the Gemara answers, yeah, but if you remember, we had another rule that it's only an end service. Uh, the, the bread isn't the end. You still got to do the frankincense. You put those little spoons of frankincense on the bread. So since putting the bread isn't the end, we had said before that you only punish a non-Kohen with death if he finished a service. It's interesting also, by the way, you see the concept of finishing being very important. You know, it's the, it's the end of the service. The people that contribute, that's, that's not the complete, it's to finish the service, which we're saying, we'll throw the book in him. So the Morris said, well, you still got the frankincense. All right, well, what, so if that's true, say to Bezikin Lechayv. Well, then throw the book at a, at a, a non-Kohen if he puts the frankincense on. So Morris said, Ikas Siluk HaTorah. Morris says, Ikas Siluk HaTorah. You still have the burning. You still have to remove. Um, there's still a service after you put the frankincense on. Let's see the... Uh, Rashi, Ikasilik Vatora, a dialogue, Nigma Vodosan, Ad Shabbos, Habosh, kind of Yakta Habazikin. I see. The, the bread service isn't finished for a week. In other words, what you got to do with the bread, you put the bread down, then you put the frankincense down, and then a week later, you cook the frankincense. So we're really not done yet. So our concept was that you only throw the book at somebody when he finishes the service. Putting the frankincense down isn't finishing it. It's actually the haktura of the burning of the frankincense finishes. 
So if a non-Kohen somehow got snuck in the base of Migdash and did the bread and put the incense, uh, put the frankincense down, we won't throw out the book at him unless he actually did the burning of the frankincense. Is that on the same place where the bread is? Yeah. Oh, there's this little dish of, of mm-hmm. incense. Yes, yeah. Yeah, there's, uh, they show different views how that, how that little yeah. dish of... Uh, some people have it as a spoon and other people have it more like a cup. Uh-huh. Of the frankincense, and it just sits for the whole week while the, the showbreads are there. Right, the frankincense they, sitting on top. Uh-huh. And they burn that, and then they replace the showbreads. That Correct, that's right. Mm-hmm. Wow, I never knew that. Okay, so but the more though, since we didn't get anywhere in the frankincense discussion, let's go to the menorah. Uh, it's not we didn't get anywhere. The problem was that <laughs> as long as it was a middle service and not a completing service, right. so we can't kill the guy for that. Yeah, uh, right, right. So, but let's see. Maybe we can get him on something else. What happens if he wants to do the menorah? So, one thing you see, by the way, um, you know, we had the guy yesterday that wanted to uh, sneak in, uh, that uh, didn't uh, was uh, racing to win the right to do the service, and if someone else was going to win. He pulled out the knife and he killed. Yeah. People had, they were desperate. They would do anything to do the avoda. That's what you see. Like even a non-Kohen would try to sneak in there and the Kohanim would fight it out because like to do the avoda was like unbelievable. So everybody would uh, do, and the, Ko- the Kohanim Gedolim would pay all their money to get the job even though every other Kohen Gadol died. <laughs> Who wasn't worthy? Like, like people, they, they, you have, we have no idea what it was uh, that people. The answer is because they saw there was value to it. They saw it was amazing. So of course everybody would want to do it. So you had to have protection there. Okay. So what happens if you really want to light the menorah? And there's only one problem: you're not a kohen. So uh, what will we do to you? So zar shesideresa menorah. Well, just like we said, you could get in trouble for the bread. What about if a non-Kohen uh, arranged the menorah? So Lechayev, we should uh, be kill him if we get a non-Kohen in there playing with our menorah. So the Gemara says, no, you can't because it's not a final service. Because Ikanasinus Psila. It's not just cleaning out the menorah, you've got to put the wicks in. All right, Nasam Psila Lechayev, let's kill him if you put the wicks in. So the Gemara says, no, Ikanasinus Shemin, you still got to put the oil in. So all right, let's kill him if he puts the oil. Nasam Shemin Lechayev. And Morris says, well, Ika Hadlaka. It's not lit yet. So, you know, so going with our previous rule that it's only the final, you know, it's the final part of the service, you're not going to, for cleaning out the wicks or, 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 or adding the oil, you're not in trouble. It's only the lighting. So it was like, and what comes first, the chicken or the egg? Because you light it, then you've got to clean it out. Right, but there's got to be an end at some point, right? That's what I'm like, yeah. that's what I'm so then the Morris. These are all on voters. The, the Torah says they're a tummit. So they don't have an ending point. There's, there's, you have to do them continually. Uh-huh. That's Michael's point. Exactly. That's, yeah, that's, that's, like that. that's exactly what I was thinking. That's what, that's what he was thinking. Yes, yes, yes. I, I hear what you're saying. never ending story, you know. You're never high. You're never going to kill him. All right. So, all right. Let's see if we get there. So, Morris says, well, the Hiddich Well, if he lights the menorah, let's throw the book at him. So the Gemara says, lava No, you can't do that because lighting is not a service. It's just interesting also. Like, you know, light, how, how did they light today? Did they rub two sticks together or what did they do? You know, like, uh, uh, but whatever, however they did it, uh, that's not the avoda. I, Velo, are you sure? Doesn't it say, Vatanya, ask the sons of Aaron. It says, uh, It says that they put the fire up there Limit, it comes to teach you, Alat Sasa Salisa. 
the way you light the fire was they took kindling. Uh, you see that light, you, the way you light, you light the kindling, and then that, that lights up the mizbeach. So, uh, you see that even lighting the kindling can only, on the mizbeach, can, you can't just get the fireplace expert up there on the mizbeach. You have to get a Kohen to do it. And, um, and you need a klisharis. So you see that lighting is a service. So again, you see by the mizbeach that lighting is a service. Uh, so then, if that's true, then lighting the menorah should also be an avoda. And if a non kohen does it, we should throw the book at him. So the Morris says that's a little different. Hasasis alisa avoda. The lighting of the kindling is a service. Hadlaka lava voda. It's it's more over there than just lighting. When you light the kindling, you're like you're you're working the kindling to get the fire going. You're you're lighting the kindling. It's like you're. You're lighting all those little things and you're pushing and you're blowing and you're, that's the avoda. But just lighting the menorah, lighting a, a, a wick and oil, that's not the same thing. That's what Morris says. Okay. So, all right, let's go over there. Well, all right, let's say they put the log, they, they arrange the wood on the altar. So would you kill somebody for that? So the Morris says, no, that's not the end. You still got the wood on top. All right, so Morris says, again, same line of thought. So, so then you should throw the book at him for putting the wood on. So the Morris says, yeah, but you got to put the limbs on. Uh, the limbs on top of the wood. So in other words, none of that is the, the end. It's only when you do the end of the service, uh, all the wood is really the beginning to put on the limbs. And so uh, that's why it's not a problem. He said, we will throw the book on you if a non-Kohen puts the wood up there. So now it looks like we're getting into an argument uh, about the uh, one view is that we're not going to be high because there's still something going on. And one view is you would. So what's the argument? Uh, one view is that it's a, um, the burning of the wood is the end of that part of the service. And one view is it's not the end of the service. So I, the question here is that before they burned the limbs on the altar, they burnt two pieces of wood. It's almost like a test, test drive on the Mizbeah. The question is, is that like the end of a particular service or is that just the beginning of the day, so to speak? Is that an avoda tama or not? And we're having two opinions um, that, about this issue. Um, Let's look at the Rashi, Baha Pligi. Rashi is about maybe 10 skinny lines up. Rav Rav Yochanan, uh, they, this is what Rav and Rav Yochanan are. Rav Yochanan Savar, Sidr Shnegazirim, the putting of the two logs. So again, what happened was they first arranged, there's a lot of stuff going on, by the way. They arranged the wood and they uh, lit the kindling. And uh, then there were two big pieces of wood that were burnt on the Mizbeach, on top of the fire. So the question is, is that it called an avodatama? So Rabbi Yochan Savar Shnei Gezirim avodatamahi. That's the service. Shestirim Arechas Eitzim Tama Ugomerasi. The real question here is, is the wood like a Corbin? Is, is the putting the wood on the Mizbeach for the first time, is that like a Corbin? And that's Gomerasi. Vesidir Avorim, and, and I, what about, you're going to still got, you got to put the food on, you got to put the, 
the limbs of the animal, that's something else. Tchila seder achar. That's a different thing. You got the burning of the wood and you got the burning of the food, so to speak. Mm. Uh, and Rav says, no way. Lava vodatama. When you burn the wood, you're not done. That's just getting the whole altar ready for the burning of the limbs. So there's a, just an interesting debate about the wood service. They, there's a, again, after the whole altar is already burning and lit, they take two logs and put it on is that a service by itself, or is that just the beginning of the next service? Is, so there's logs, and then the limbs, and then logs. Right. It's a sandwich. That's okay. right. Hmm. Um, no, I'm sorry. What, what is, there's logs. Logs, then the limbs, and now... It's no, 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 no. There, there's things? logs, and then you put two logs on top of the logs. You oh, burn the limbs. Oh. That comes after you burn on the two. On top of the second. Oh, I see. Sorry. Yeah. Oh, okay. The, the question is, is there a first... Once you get the whole altar burning, mm -hmm. do you put wood on top? Is right. there putting shnei gizrei etzim, taking right. two cut pieces and on, on top, or uh, is, that is, is that a service, or that's just a way to get the uh, the fire going really good? Oh, awesome. <laughs> to put yeah. the limbs on top. So the yeah. Gemara accepts. Yeah, the Gemara accepts that, that putting the wood on his back is an avoda. It's just not a, not an avoda tama. Is that correct? Correct. That's correct. That's right. It right. it so doesn't. By, by the Akedas Yitzchak also, you see the wood is important because Avraham prepares the wood from before. He doesn't, he's going out in the wilderness. There's mm. no shortage of wood out in the wilderness. Right. Um, there, there are trees every place, but, but he, doesn't, he doesn't wait to find wood at the, at the, uh, the Makam of the Akeda. He prepares the Asim and has, and has Yitzchak carry them there. Mm. That's a very good... Thank, thank you for, for opening that up. Yeah, that's, that's definitely... Uh, see, that, that's, that's it, it's why you learn things like this, because all of a sudden the other parts of Chumash become more real, like you realize what's going on. So now the Gemara is first going to try to bring proofs who's right about this. Is this wood, uh, the two logs of service? So Tanik, there's proofs like Rab, Tanik of Ostelay, and there's proofs like Levi. Tanik of Ostelay, Rab, Avoda Shezor, Chava, Misa, the following things you'll kill a non-Kohen for doing. If he tries to sprinkle a bud, bain lifnim, whether it's inside, bain or whether it's very inside, umaza, or even if he does the the uh, the uh, the uh, this is where you you take the bird and you you squash it on the altar, bechatos haof vamamatza or the squeezing of makter baolusaof, or that's where you do it on the altar vamanasek shloshilugim mayim when you pour the water shloshi or the wine, all of those a non kohen can't do, uh, but it doesn't say. Doesn't list the true mesedeshin. Vitanya kavasa levi avodashirza chaimisa hamari mesedeshin. If he takes off the ashes, the shevazos shebifnim and the smikin sayshim misora vamale, and he puts it on the altar. Bein davar kasher, bein davar doesn't matter. So you see, at the end of the day, that you have a um, uh, a huge debate about this. Uh, there are proofs both ways uh, how we hold whether the removal of the ash is important or not. Now, let's just go back. Lama uh, Mafisin. So why do we include it in the lottery if it's not a service? So the Gemara said, well, we said what happened when they didn't. So the Gemara has a different question now. Lama Mafisin v'chosin Mafisin. They had the lottery four times. Why didn't they do it all at once? In other words, they would make an announcement, oh, Kohanim, we want to do the service. The, the morning lottery is being held now. And everybody come running, and they have the first one. And then uh, later on, they would do another one. They did it four times. Why do they got all this repeat here? So Omar of Yochanan, Kedela Hargish Kolazara. 
we want to make excitement in the courtyard. There's a concept. Let's see Rashi. Fascinating Rashi. It's, it's, um, there's a little proof here to the... the there's some Hasidim that uh, like davening to be very loud and exciting. Um, that's a certain, not all Hasidim, some are, but there's a. Um, yeah, 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 because it is a. Uh, um, there's, a it's, there's a shul that, that you go to where everybody screams in Israel, you know, where they, they daven like the loud as they can. Lahargish Rashi, Lashmi is kol hamonam, to have to make all the noise, Rav, come upon him many times, shu cover lamelech, you know, like the long live the king. You know, Hashem is the king. We show honor to Hashem by having a lot of people coming. Should cover the Mishnomer Beis Elokim. So that's why they did the lottery a few times because every time all the Kohanim came running and and wanted to get involved, that shows respect for them. Okay, but my mafisin. So uh, did they have to wear Kohen clothes when they did the lottery? Renachman says no. Big day call. You weren't chosen yet, so you could wear your weekday clothes when you did the lottery. When you stuck your finger out or whatever. They must have had lockers and things like that, I guess. Uh, yeah, I bet so. Uh, uh, yeah. Compartments around yeah. Uh, the outside. They had the special... Uh, little little uh, kind of apartment uh, kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. Rishesha says, Big Day Kodesh. He says, no, for the lottery, you got to put on the clothes. you got to be ready to go if you're picked. Rev Nachman, oh, Big Day Kol, why the Amis Big Day Kodesh? He said, if you're... Uh, he says, if you're going to put on your... Holy clothes, Ikabala Israelis, the Khamsi Vavidi. We're afraid that uh, there'll be people that weren't chosen that'll push their way forward. So it's better if we don't put on the big day Kodesh. In other words, there'll be the weakling that wins the service, and it'll be next to a strong guy who's gonna twist his arm and say, Give me that uh, the winning number, <laughs> you know, give me that well, I'm gonna go do it, right? And he's wearing the holy clothes, he's just gonna go in. So you got to stop the, uh, you got to, uh, you got to uh, already be selected before they get in. So don't let them put on the holy clothes. Rosh says, no, big day code. You should put on the holy clothes. You know, it's big day call. If you're going to say they're wearing your weekday clothes and the guy's a lucky winner, he's going to be so excited, he's going to forget to change his clothes. Agav de Chavisa, Mikri Avidi, he's going to jump in, he's going to run into the Mizbeach. Oh my goodness, I'm the winner, I'm the way he's going to run into, and what, you're still wearing your, your jeans over something. You got to go back. Okay. He's saying, he's saying they need to wear the clothes. They need to wear the, the clothes for the lottery, right? So it's interesting. We we stumbled into this debate about what clothes need to be worn for the lottery. Omer Nachman. So now you got to prove it. You can't get. You can't just say I think it's a good idea. You got to prove it. He said, "Where do I know it from?" Tanan Moshe Lechazen. It says that if you were the lucky winner, they took that coin and they handed him over to the uh, Kohanim that were in charge by Mashitano so. And they would uh, uh, remove his clothing, esbig dehem, and below hayem anikan aleim elamiknesayim belvad. The only thing they would leave him with there is pants. And we will end here. We'll have to find out tomorrow what happens afterwards. Um, but uh, they would. Uh, the question here is: you know, Was he wearing his non-cohen clothes, or was he putting on his cohen clothes? What's going on? What was the process when you were the lucky winner?